Hi all, this is Editor Chris from the future. Before you hear the episode proper, just a word of warning. What Chris and Katie of the past did not know is while they were recording this episode, there were some technology mishaps that were causing some audio to just go silent and not record. Most of these instances were small, insignificant, were able to be edited around. It'll sound supernatural. However, there was one instant where about a minute of audio has been lost. There is no way to naturally seg from what we have to what we end up talking about. Um, because we go from talking about Jeff Goldblum to Samantha Harris, two very similar topics. So when it gets to that point in the episode, all of a sudden you're going to hear the sound of Carrie Ann Anaba falling off a chair, and then it'll go right into our discussion about Samantha Harris. So deep apologies, but hey, what can you do? Anyway, enjoy this ad read, and then enjoy this episode of Just Meaningful Plastic. Live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narber, and Chris Darkham Goodman. Woo, Chris, Woo. welcome back to the podcast. We are clearly so excited to be here. Chris, can you believe that we've actually somehow managed to get through two seasons? You know... I can't believe it. I can't believe that people have listened through it all, have waited through the inanity, the insanity. <laughs> it's been a real journey. It's been uh, a real journey indeed. <laughs> so on today's episode of... Wait, who, who sings that song? Is that, that like that? It's been one week, like... That's what I was doing, and you did not respond, which makes me no, think I don't you either know don't that's... know it. You've no. never heard, like, it's been one week since she looked at me. You no. don't know that? Is this a current song? No, it's, it's from, like, the 90s. No. It's definitely a thing that exists, because I was like, this is funny, and you just no-sold me. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah, it's One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Now, obviously, for rights issues, we can't play the song. No. But if we did, the beginning would sound something like this. It's been one that means nothing to you? Nothing. Not even as a meme? No. Well, that bit went successfully. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wish I could be in your brain and understand all of your references all of the time. No one else should be in this brain. It's sometimes a train wreck, but a, but a nice one. Yes, a successful train wreck. <laughs> like, think the opposite of Master P's tenure on the show. And that's what my brain is. Wow, it's hard to imagine what the opposite of a tenure of masterpiece tenure on the show. Mm -hmm. But we will 
get into our recap or our reaction to Too Dancing, Too Furious in just a moment. But on today's episode, we are going to look back at season two, wrap it up. We will talk about the final three and their legacies, and then we'll move on into previewing season three. And we even have a very exciting tease at the end of the episode. Yes, we do. So, Katie, did Dancing with the Stars 2 Electric Boogaloo avoid the sophomore slump? I would say yes. And I think there was a real recipe for why it avoided the sophomore slump. And I think it rests almost solely on the shoulders of Cheryl Burke. Truly. Just Cheryl? Are you saying that Dancing with the Stars 2 succeeds only because of Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy? Not only because of Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, but I think that Cheryl brings... she, She pushes the envelope in a way that maybe not everybody else did. Okay. overall in the, in the season so like is it just her no because my queen stacy keebler kills it and that brings people in and that you know whatever but i think what cheryl does really does change the course that we're on forever okay i will i will follow that hypothesis i'll i'll give it some weight mm-hmm. i i think Dancing with the Stars does succeed in the second season, though, for A, the addition of the results show really helps Mm -hmm. things out. And B, I think they did, for the most part, a really good job of casting. That it's a good, diverse group of people. Most of them really want to be there. Most of them understand the tone of the show. Most of them are not Master P. And in that (laughs) way, I think they did all the right things to make it like an expanded version of the first season. Expand on what worked. Mm -hmm. And two, I think it was good to let the pros do their thing for the results show. To let the Mm -hmm. pros highlight why they're there and to really I mean yes it's entertaining to watch the couples dance but then to get to see the pros go all out and do what they know how to do is it brings a new element to it where you're watching really good dancing even if maybe the couples are not fabulous yeah the pros getting to be unleashed helped it helped I think them expand what they even were doing with their celebrity partner. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I would agree. So, I think I think Dancing with the Stars 2 is probably in almost every respect an improvement, mm-hmm. other than maybe the judges felt more questionable this time around, just in terms of pacing, in terms of feedback there there were things that didn't quite work on the judges panel even though len still works len is perfect carrie ann is finding her voice Mm -hmm. basically what i'm saying is bruno doesn't work in season two agreed 
And I would say one of the other things that is maybe not an improvement from season one to season two is I do think some of the song choices of the dances really hurt mm-hmm. the the performances. Yeah, I, I don't think know if they... that's producers. I don't know if that's I don't know exactly what is the cause of that, but there were just more dances this season where I was like, that song makes no sense for this dance. Well, they were more obviously detrimental. There are a few Mm -hmm. dances I can pick out from this one where the style they were given and then the song they were doing it to just Mm -hmm. clashed so hard that it was never going to work. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if that's producers. I don't know if that's, uh, yeah, I don't know who you fault that for. These songs felt more well-known of song choices, so I don't know if they were trying to stay relevant in that aspect of like, no, look, we can do a dance to Bootylicious. This totally makes sense. I don't know. I don't but know. the Bootylicious one worked. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That was a bad example on my end. I Maybe they just had a bigger song budget and decided we're going to use it and yeah. didn't think about what it meant. They were so busy thinking that they could. They didn't stop to think if they should. Should. (laughs) That's a reference I understood. (laughs) Why isn't Jeff Goldblum ever been on Dancing with the Stars? Could you imagine? I would love that. Jeff Goldblum would... would be so much fun. moments with master dug into it i think i think are what made her work really well this time so i don't know it's still nothing against lisa canning but samantha i think just the minute she gets to put a knife (laughs) put a knife and say hey do you want to be here like (laughs) answer the question you coward well and i think too samantha just brought like it it's just two different energy styles and Mm -hmm. it's it was nothing against lisa but samantha's energy just seems to work better in the ballroom she um it just seems more at ease maybe than lisa did samantha i thought was an excellent co-host in season two i have nothing negative to say about her there were no moments where i was like oh, this is awkward or anything like that. Like, I thought she crushed it. Since we are speaking of Samantha, there is one dance we did not recap this season. Just like Tom got the chance to do a quick step with Ashley Del Grosso, Samantha Harris performed a jive with Jonathan Roberts in the finale during the interminable intro to night one of the finale. Don't even get me started on that. Let's just talk about her dance and not talk about the 45 freaking minutes that I had to sit through. It's well, fine. Here's here's what's funny to me. You are like, this was interminable. Like, don't make me sit through it. To me, in the finale, they launch right into her doing the dance. I was like, we needed a rehearsal package for this. Yeah, we, actually, we, yeah. We needed more time to just fluff around. In that opening 45 minutes of the finale. But legitimately, they needed a package. I needed a package to see Samantha in rehearsal. I agree. 
because that it made it fun with Tom and you kind of understood you know the dance a little bit more and things like that like it just it it would have been fun to see the other side of Samantha yeah I so as for the dance itself again they did a jive I was really impressed by it I was too I wrote down I'm kind of bummed she was never a contestant on the show like she was really good like she's wearing this dress that really again highlights she has long legs Mm -hmm. which we never get to see underneath her beautiful ball gowns and of course that's the first thing you picked up on naturally i'm just i'm a i'm a legman (laughs) um but like in this jive she has long legs because she's like kicking them out and has such snap and control to those kicks Yes. I would like to know how long she rehearsed it Mm -hmm. and like how long she got to prepare for it because she really, really delivered. Like she did it so well. Mm -hmm. If I had to critique it, which I will, (laughs) sometimes the way she was like standing or the way she was moving, her legs were like a little too far apart. Mm Mm-hmm which isn't the most quote-unquote ladylike of positions and in a jive it just kind of made her look a little squat if you will um and her shoulders did the same thing sometimes hunched a little bit Mm -hmm. but when she got to just like kick out and dance with jonathan it looked so good i would score it an eight i would I thought about that too because I was like, God, she really blew me away. This is the first dance I've seen all night. I'll give it a 10. But in reality, I would probably also score it an eight. It it was a very good first dance. Yeah. Like you do that week one, we'd be like, wow, watch out for There's her. our winner. There's our winner right there. And she she seemed to really enjoy it too. Like she mm-hmm. she never looked too nervous like she looked very natural while she was doing it now we might as well move to eulogize the final three say any final thoughts about them so we'll start with our third place winner your third place winner she was the third place loser your beloved stacy keebler she just did i just i so enjoyed watching her on the show she really it was just fun. She really brought it. I don't like to refer to people as sweet. I'm a little bit more dry humor, sarcastic. And like, I loved her. I thought she was a wonderful breath of fresh air contestant. And I don't know that we see a lot of, we see people who might try to emulate sweet but not everyone comes across as quite as genuine. And I loved her. I loved her dances. I am so upset that she is not more remembered in Dancing with the Stars. I agree. I think she was such a good contestant to be put in like the girl next door mm-hmm. archetype. And it it fit her so well. She mm-hmm. was a delight. It's not like she collapses in the end, but it's hard to overstate the disappointment of that freestyle. And it makes me understand why she is a forgotten gem of the show. Mm-hmm. But 
I am all here for your campaign to make Stacey Keebler one of the icons of Dancing with the Stars history. She should be. She really should be. This is a little, I don't think we ever discussed this on the podcast. I think you and I just discussed this for fun. And we talked about, okay, you know, from every season, who's one contestant that you would you would take and you would put in All-Stars or whatever. And at first I said, probably Lisa Rinna, because it's Lisa Rinna. How could I not? But now she, she would be a fabulous All-Stars choice. But now, like, if I have to take one... It absolutely has to be Stacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stacy, again, she's not a robbed contestant because you understand how it happens. Yes. But I just do not understand how they didn't build an all-stars around her. I agree. I agree. Okay. We're going to move from something we agree on to the legacy of the Rice Man. Jerry Face Jewel Rice. Okay. For me, his legacy on Dancing with the Stars is going to be solidified by his partnership with fellow season two contestant Kenny Main. Them in Dance Center is their legacy on Dancing with the Stars. Uh huh. And I am okay with just remembering that version of Jerry Rice and not not the feelings I've had over the course of this season. But you've, uh, I should just take that. I should just take that W and like walk away. But I feel like you're baiting and goading me. And so my gut reaction is to be like, but you have been so harsh on him and you just need to relax. And like, that's me projecting things onto you, which is the train wreck we were in two episodes ago. So I am going to take a breath. I'm going to meditate with Papa Bergeron. Mm-hmm. I accept your eulogy of Jerry. And I am going to say that for me, I have enjoyed him. I think that the finale really morphs um, your remember, your his legacy. Mm-hmm. It really morphs him from being someone who was maybe underperforming and who wasn't meeting your expectations. And it turns it into, wow, look at this gentleman who really brought us all in the finale. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with thinking of him that way. You see, that's what's hard because he starts with promise at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. For me, he wore out his welcome basically a like around the time of master p's exit then my ire went from p to jerry yep and then in the finale even though he still to me should not have been there he does kind of bring back that promise so it's hard to look at it and think okay well that redeems it all because he shouldn't have had the chance in my mind to redeem it but then did he ever really earn the full ire that I directed at him? No. Oh. I think we've kind of said, I think some of my frustration was at the general archetype that Jerry is just the first example of on the show. Mm-hmm. But for me in 2021, 
having seen so many athletes who outstay their welcome because yeah. people are voting for them, it just made me be even harsher on it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to say I am. It's hard for me to say that I have been right about being so angry at Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. But it is also, I think, hard for me to say flat out I am wrong about being that angry and mad about Jerry Rice. So that, I think, is going to be my, in the end, takeaway of he both deserved and did not deserve (laughs) what I gave him this season. And that we can agree on. (laughs) So you agree, I was never wrong. I agree. He did not deserve it, but he also kind of deserved it. You know what? I think we can both leave this segment with a W. And that's all that we're here for, is to get our Ws any way we can in 2021. Of course, we're not the real winners of this moment, because the real winner... Teeny tiny Drew Lachey! Katie, I have been so excited for this for honestly for weeks but i have been hyping this up to you off pod katie it is time for it's not a game per se Mm -hmm. but it is a question okay katie how tall do you think drew lachey actually (laughs) is five five you are so close he is do you think he is okay so i'm gonna tell you you're not right okay is he shorter or taller than five five i think he might be one i think i'm one inch off you are one inch off are, is I, he taller or shorter i think he's shorter he is five six wow and we have been calling him teeny tiny little itty bitty drew Lachey for a man who is five six <laughs> listen i'm five seven he's shorter than me i guess just for comparison how tall do you think jerry rice is six three once again so close he is six two okay so i mean jerry is eight inches taller than drew Lachey. yes but it seems like so much more. It does. How tall is Stacy Keebler? Do we know? Ooh, that's a great question. Because he looks a lot teenier and tinier than Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler is 5'11. And at least five feet of her height are just her legs. Well, and I think. she wore that's a good that's a good estimate, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And she wore a lot of heels too mm-hmm. which is adding height as well yes yeah five five feet of her 511 frame which just her legs yep <laughs> that took so long for it to click <laughs> it clicked but i was like mid-sentence and i was like i'm not gonna cut myself off and then i was like <laughs> <laughs> i i think we have properly discussed drew's legacy yeah and his meaning in the last episode um but he really is he is a great winner for the show he is very mm-hmm. influential for the show yep and 
I guess we'll just have to wait uh, wait a little bit longer for a taller contestant to win. Yeah. He was... I enjoyed his consistency throughout the entire show. Never once did I walk away from one of his dances going, I I felt disappointed by it. Like mm-hmm. he always brought that signature to Rue and it's really fun to have winners who have that signature part of them. So I've, I've really enjoyed my time at Drew. Well, I think he said something, I think for their thriller Paso the first time mm-hmm. that, really clicked with my dancing with the star sensibility and made a lot of things make sense because at that one he said i'm gonna try to master the feeling of it first and then i'll get the steps and as long as i have like the performance style the acting the mood i can paper over anything else and that was true of drew that even when he made a mistake you always felt like he understood the dance he was doing, the style, and was selling it. You didn't always have to love the dance. He didn't always have to be great at it. But it felt correct. Agreed. Fabulous winner. Fabulous winner. I think maybe the best possible winner of the season. (laughs) It's so hard. Okay, I'm going to be real honest. I'm just trying to bait you. I'm just trying to make you mad. It's it's working, but I'm trying not to get really mad. I'm trying to keep my emotions in check. Um, yeah, okay. It's... In in this universe, in the finale that existed, he is the best. Yes, winner. yes. And that's the whole thing is like, if she didn't do that freestyle, mm-hmm. no, he's not the correct winner. He's not the only winner from his season. Yeah. But Or because... if Jerry's finale is just even a little bit better for him he maybe wins the season and either way yeah yeah. so i think drew based on what happened and drew is a satisfying winner we've talked about why it's satisfying and more than anything at least they gave us save a horse ride a cowboy so he's automatically perfect yeah truly see you in a few seasons drew I don't think I like you that much in a few seasons, Drew. I really don't remember you in a few seasons, Drew. I think you redo Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, and I don't think it's as good, Drew. Do they? I think so. Am I? Ooh. Is that a fever dream? I hope it's a fever dream. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think they do redo it, and I don't think it's good. Maybe I'm making all of that up. I don't know. I I hope you are. So. Are we ready to close a, close this book on Dancing with the Stars 2, Dead Man's Chest? I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Then it's time to open the book on Dancing with the Stars 3, Tokyo Drift! Woo! Woo! Once again, we aren't going to go into any spoilers on the season. We're just going to discuss who the cast is with america's favorite game does katie know these celebrities just so you are aware there is going to be a visual component of this that you listening to the audio podcast won't get um i'm also explaining the rules for katie's benefit i did prep work for this 
I'm so excited. So I'm going to name each celebrity. I'm going to do an alphabetical order. Okay. If Katie is struggling to know who it is, I do have pictures. Um, And rather than find pictures of them today or something like that, I found their (laughs) season three promo shoots. (laughs) So because because these come from the Halicon days of 2006, they are not all the best quality of pictures, but we are jumping forward. We are in September of 2006. So it is time to discuss the first, (laughs) the first contestant in alphabetical order is... (laughs) with his new partner elena grenenko it is tucker carlson he's the guy on fox news right yes he is he's on the show he is on dancing with the stars that's a shame that is a shame What's his reputation at this time? He is a political news correspondent. He is known as a conservative talking head. Um, He had been on CNN's Crossfire, um, which was a show like a Democrat and a Republican facing off about the news. Okay. Um, I can't remember if Jon Stewart's appearance on Crossfire is before or after this. Um, because that appearance basically gets Crossfire canceled and kind of makes a, he makes a big old mockery of Tucker Carlson and basically launches him onto a more conservative platform. Oh my gosh, I would love, I'm going to have to find that and watch it because Mm. I love Jon Stewart. Um, Yeah, Jon Stewart appeared in 2004. On Crossfire. Okay, so this is post. Okay. Yes. It is great because they clearly come on thinking he's going to be like jokey jokey. And Jon Stewart is like, here's why your show is terrible. And it is so, it is wild because Tucker Carlson immediately goes on the defensive uh-huh. and just becomes so unpleasant. It is, it's bad. Okay. Okay. So that's Tucker. And who's his yes. partner? Um, Elena Grinenko. She is one of Max's former partners. Okay. She okay. also at one time partnered with Tony Dovolani. Okay. okay. So she has a connection to contestants for yeah. sure. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> He's got a lot of hair. Okay. Tucker Carlson. There he is. Our next contestant is Monique Coleman. She's, I know her face. Um, She's an actress and a singer. Do you know anything notable she was in? Um, well, she had a show called Monique. That is not the correct, the same Monique. Okay, that's not the same Monique. Um, but she is an actress and a singer, right? She is. She is indeed. Um, She is partnered with Louie. I'm now going to show you the picture and maybe you'll be able to tell me what she's in. 
Is she in High School Musical? She's in High School Musical. Oh my god! Would the first one have been... How many would have been out at this point? I think it was just one. Okay. By the fall of 2006, High School Musical. I'll be interested to see Louie with a younger partner. High School Musical premiered in January of 2006. And the second one didn't premiere until August of 2007. So this is kind of her peak time, probably. Mm -hmm. And it is, of course, a good Disney ABC crossover. Of course, we love those. So, yes, that's why I was like, "Ah, I don't want to say she's not a singer, but she is best known as an actress. Yeah. Is she in much beyond High School Musical? Not that I necessarily know of. Okay. She has been generally a a working actress, nothing necessarily as big as the High School Musical. Mm Mm-hmm series was um so i found her charming in high school musical yes i did too i really enjoyed her all right our next contestant is sarah evans she's an actress she is partnered with tony davalani she's an actress and i know i know this and well okay i feel like i know this name but that could also really just be because, like, it's the most normal-sounding name. Like, I'm sure I graduated high school with a girl named Sarah Evans. Um, is she blonde? All right, here comes her picture. Not blonde. I don't know her. So, final answer, she's an actress? Yeah, she's an actress. She is a country singer-songwriter. Sure she is. I'm not I'm not big on country. You know this about me. <laughs> oh no. I also don't know any of her music. Okay. But So Tony goes from Stacy Keebler to Sarah Evans, yeah. who looks a little older. She at the time of this show would have been about mid 30s. Okay. So that's Okay. All right. Following Sarah Evans. If you've known the last couple, oh boy, you're definitely going to know this one. Our next contestant is Willa Ford with Maxim Shimerkovsky. Do you just want the picture? Yeah, show me the picture. Well, I mean, I want the picture. But she's, is she just a designer? Is that your final answer? Well, I know I think she's a model too, but does she design things as well? She's a model. I'll put model as my final answer. She is a pop singer and actress. If you wanted me to name any songs that she did, I cannot. Um actress, I mean she appeared in like guest spots on a couple things. Um, in early 2006, she was one of the four celebrity quarterbacks for the Lingerie Bowl, which appeared during halftime of the Super Bowl. So she's a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did also 
serve as one of the opening acts for the Backstreet Boys for one of their tours. Good for her. Good for her. And perhaps most importantly, one of her earliest music gigs, one of her songs was on the soundtrack for Pokemon, the first movie. I mean, that's a pretty good get, to be quite frank. I'm no, I'm like serious, but I'm just like, oh, Pokemon, the first movie. Of course I saw that movie. Like, of course I did. Yeah, I saw it. So Willa Ford, she is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next contestant. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I need to I need to come clean about something that happened off pod. Okay. Katie and I were talking about how we're going to play this game and everything. And Katie's talking to me about various contestants who may or may not be on the show. And she <gasps> throws... It Fox? Is it Vivica A. Fox? It's Vivica! <laughs> I cannot believe they got her. Yep, it's actress Vivica A. Fox and her partner Nick Kosovich. Known, most notably known for being Will Smith's love interest in Independence Day. Uh, yes, indeed, a, a very notable working actress. She is a really big git. Yeah, that's huge for them. She is a very well-known actress. I'm I'm nervous for her to be with Nick just because I don't know much about Nick. And we know how he did with his Oscar-winning actress last year. So it makes me very nervous for this pairing. But oh my god, I cannot believe that they got Vivica Fox. I know. <laughs> Did I do a good job of pretending like she wasn't on the show, even though I yeah, like, absolutely very... knew she was going to be somebody we talked about today? Very believable. Very believable. Would you say I gave as good a performance as Vivica A. Fox in Independence Day? I'd say you gave as good of a performance as Master P did in his Paso Noble. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, after Vivica... Here's another one I don't think you're going to know. Okay. His name is... Harry Hamlin? I hate you. That's Lisa Rinna's husband. Except I, I am going to be 1000% honest with you. Mm -hmm. I don't have a freaking clue what Harry Hamlin is known for outside <laughs> of being Lisa Rinna's husband. I think he's an actor. I he, don't know what for. So Harry Hamlin is a film and TV actor. Um, some notice, notable things he was in. Um, his big break was uh -huh. the 80s movie Clash of the Titans. Oh, okay. I've um, seen the remake. <laughs> mm -hmm. He was also on L.A. Law for okay. a few years. And that also like made him huge. Um, during that time on L.A. Law, he was people's sexiest man alive. Oh, Lisa Rinna, you get that, girl. <laughs> I'm excited for him, though. I hope he does well. I don't know if he'll be quite as good as Lisa, just because I feel like he's, like, from what I've seen on him on Real Housewives, um, 
he just seemed a little bit more awkward. So I'll, I'm I'm excited though. I hope mm-hmm. Ashley, uh, my girl, my beloved yep. Ashley. He is with uh, Ashley Del Grosso. Um, by this time, I think she's still Ashley Del Grosso. Yeah, she's definitely Ashley Del Grosso in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, my final thing I'll mention, I think I said this last time, my favorite role that Harry Hamlin is in is maybe one of the only things I've actually watched that Harry Hamlin is in. He is in Veronica Mars, which is a show near and dear to my heart. And in that show, his wife is played by Harry Lisa Hamlin's Rinna. wife, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> so great delight, much mm-hmm. joy, very fun. All right, our next contestant of season three is joey lawrence actor of the lawrence brothers Mm -hmm. um they had like a lawrence brothers tv show didn't they brotherly love yes i remember loving that he's the oldest right yes yes he is the he is the oldest name the other two lawrence brothers matthew Mm mm-hmm who is married to Cheryl. I really do not remember the last one's name, or but I, I want to say Ben. Andy. Okay. Okay. Or Andrew Lawrence. Um, okay. Which one was your favorite? Well, I think there's a right answer, personally. Matthew. Why? Because he was in Boy Meets World. <laughs> that is the correct answer. It's Matthew because of Boy Meets World. In his seminal role as Jack. Yep. I loved him on Boy Meets World. I really mm-hmm. did. But I liked Brotherly Love. Were they like on a horse farm or something? Um, are you thinking of <laughs> the film Horse Sense? The DCOM Horse Sense? maybe well i know that there was a show i watched the show too because the because the show i think they were just like brothers living in philadelphia okay but horse sense had andrew lawrence and joey lawrence i think and then there was a sequel that i think also had matthew lawrence and they don't play brothers okay in fact i think matthew lawrence in that movie is not related to the other two of course, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should just note uh, Joey Lawrence kind of hit two of his big breaks, if you will. Um, he was the voice of Oliver in Oliver and Company. Great movie. And he was also on Blossom in the early 90s. So. There it is. Got to give credit where credit is do and who is joey partnered with edita slavinska oh i'm so excited for this i hope that they i think they go decently far but i don't know for sure so don't quote me on it i know we're not here to like talk about the pictures we're looking at for their cast photos i think joey and edita's is my favorite yeah it's He's in a tux. She's in this like really lovely multicolored black and blue dress. Yeah. I think it's my favorite. It screams elegance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I don't think her shoes go with 
the rest of the outfit. No. But that's not what we're here for. It's a it's an audio medium. Mm-hmm. All right, our next contestant with with his partner Karina Smirnoff. The first <gasps> appearance of Karina. We love Karina. It is Mario Lopez. Katie, who is Mario Lopez? Oh my god, I love Mario too. This has some great contestants in it. Mario is most known for Saved by the Bell. And then he goes on and he's he does some like journalistic type things for like E! News or mm-hmm. Entertainment Tonight or something like that. But, ah, uh, yep, he was Saved by the Bell. I can't think of what his, his guy's name was, his, his character's name. How dare you? It's A.C. Slater. There it is. There it is. All I could think of was Screech and Zach. Yeah, like Slater. He's Slater. I, ugh, I'm not He's mad Slater. at you. He gets recruited to go wrestle at Iowa. I'm not mad at you for that, but I'm not happy about it. Listen, it was a little slip up. I can't be expected to be on all the time, Chris. But yeah, he is obviously best known for Saved by the Bell and its multiple spinoffs. And he did work as a TV host. Um, oh, yeah. Didn't he host X Factor? According to this, yes. Um, yeah. But he hosted Extra and Access Hollywood. Okay. So, Mario Lopez and Karina. There we are. I like that you said there's a lot of like big gets some really great casting choices. And then there have been some that were like, who is this person? (laughs) Well, the only one that I've been like, I literally don't know who you are is Sarah Evans, to be quite frank. Everyone else I've at least like recognized the name. Oh yeah, Willa Ford. You definitely were like, oh, I know her so much. Well, I know the name. I knew that I, I, I don't think she's done anything with fashion. I swear she has. <laughs> Give me a second. I'll see. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? I think you do know her. She is Scott Disick's go-to interior designer. That low-key could <laughs> truly be exactly Told you, Chris. Told you. I sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's another big name, one you're gonna know right away. Okay. With her partner, Jesse DeSoto, a new pro on the season, and also his only season of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, we have Shanna Mokler. Would you like to see her picture? Yeah. It's also the worst quality picture I was able to find. Is she a model? Final answer? Um, wait, let me think through what we have so far. We have a couple actresses. Mm-hmm. Couple pop stars or country yeah. stars. A political correspondent. I'll, I'll stick with model. I'll stick with model. Shanna was Miss America in 1995 and went on to become a reality TV star. Ready for this? Ready for this? She did do some modeling. 
Yay! Um, at the time, she was best known. Um, like I said, they they list her as a reality TV star. She was starring on a reality show about her personal life because she had recently married the drummer of Blink-182. Oh my god. Okay, I was wondering about this. So, the drummer of Blink-182, do you want to know who he's currently rumored to be dating and, like, probably confirmed to be dating? Who, Katie? Who? Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> Whatever. I... I question i feel like i've seen her name spelled differently and maybe that's why it wasn't immediately ringing off any bells for me yeah she had a um had a reality show with him and one month before the show started they filed for divorce as one does so uh so i have no idea what her her state is going to be when on the show. Um, that said, they did have like an ongoing on and off relationship even after the file for divorce. Okay. So anyway, let's move on from Shanna. The next contestant we have with his partner, Cheryl Burke. Woo! Emmett Smith! I know Emmett. He's a football player. I could not tell you what team yep, i could take not a, tell you i want you to guess what position did emmett smith play wide receiver close enough he was a running back what team do you think he's going to play for he is best known for playing for one team what team for a really for a really long time yes he spent 12 seasons with one team and then a couple years with another I'm I'm have no idea if I'm correct on this. The Philadelphia Eagles? No, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, so close. Um he is the all-time leading rusher. Okay. He is also a three-time Super Bowl champion. Okay. See just like even just looking at his picture right now, he just, I, I feel like I'm going to love him. I really don't know him super well. He was on All-Stars, I think. And I remember enjoying him on All-Stars. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this pairing. And I'm very excited to watch him on the show. Yeah, he, uh, he had retired from the NFL in 2004. So here we are two years later. Uh-huh. So he's still in, like, relatively good, good shape. shape. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see. We'll see where things go for old Twinkle Toes. So it is time for our 11th and final contestant. With his partner. With his partner, Kim Johnson. <gasps> I love Kim. I love Kim likes for days Johnson. Katie, of course you would notice her legs. <laughs> Only thing I know about her. I I love Kim Johnson as well. Yes. Kim is paired. 
I can probably show you the picture because you're going to know it just by the name. Jerry, 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 oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Springer. Oh, no. Oh, Kim. <laughs> Did they go first? I'm not going to tell you any of these things. They have to go first, right? I'm not going to tell you. Jerry Springer is a talk show host. Yeah, that's how you would describe it. <laughs> if we want to call it that. <laughs> yes, so the talk show host Jerry Springer of the Jerry Springer Show on Dancing with the Stars season three. Wow. I'm nervous for how that's going to go. And I'm so sad that that's Kim's introduction to the show. But I'm so excited to be introduced to Kim, Karina. We have some good pros joining us. Mm -hmm. Kim looks so young in this picture. She really does. Because like on the on the cast things we have, like Karina does look younger for sure but she still looks very much like karina yes kim just looks so young yeah it's wild it is oh i'm so excited for this god i'm excited for this season i'm just excited because cheryl's hair looks so much better in her photo with emmett yeah maybe Maybe the hair is the real winner. <laughs> no. Cheryl Cheryl's hair just looks it's finally not the villain. It's Justice it's, for Cheryl. It's doing a real face turn. It really is. For all you wrestling fans still sticking with us after Stacy's demise. When he first started chanting Jerry, I was like, there's no way they get Jerry Rice on for another <laughs> season, right? <laughs> hey, Chris, you maybe came around on Jerry Rice. Have another one. <laughs> Have another one. We're going to give him, give it to you with Kim. That'll really change your mind, right? I mean, it wouldn't not. That just made me realize we don't have Anna Trubunskaya. No, we don't. I forget how spotty her appearances on the show are. I feel like she doesn't often do, like, runs of concurrent seasons. I would agree. I feel like we've got kind of a hodgepodge of pros this season. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still in the early days where they didn't have, like, a real set... Core... Yeah, because yeah. even like we still don't have Alec back. Jonathan no. isn't here. No. Um, the only people from season one would be Ashley and Edita that have stuck with it through the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. So it will be great fun to see where this season goes. But that should about do it for our preview for season three. Which means we have one small little tease left to give you. Next week's episode.
is a very special episode for a very fun and specific reason. We are in utter disbelief that we even got to do this, but we have another interview dropping next week. She is the light of my life. She is my new best friend. And I think I can describe her in two words. America's sweetheart. We got Ashley Del Grosso on the pod, people. And let me just tell you, the tea that she spilled is piping hot. So get excited about hearing Ashley Costa next week. Um, until then, if you want to interact with us at all, you can always find us on the social media. You can find us at Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic or on Twitter at JMP Pod. What other calls to action could we give them, Katie? You can also rate us. You can give us a review and you can subscribe on any of our listening platforms on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. We would love to hear your reviews if they're nice. If you have nice things to say about us, we love to hear it. I just think we're working really hard and we deserve high scores. People are going to use that against you. You realize that, right? <laughs> if I were to say it, it would make sense for you. If I heard you say that after all that I've heard, I would give you a petty two-star review. <laughs> but that's just, that's just because you're petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you're not wrong and stubborn but we're, we don't need to psychoanalyze one of our co-hosts today um also feel free recommend this podcast to anybody you think would enjoy it we have been having so much fun doing this podcast doing this season and we can't wait to do so much more if you want to give us recommendations for things if you want to do that reach out to us on social media we like interacting with you as well so yes Let's keep this journey so much fun. And let's launch into season three. Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And until next time, stay tuned for whatever the lead out program is. I did a lot of prep work for this pod, not this part. Oops. More Grey's Anatomy. Well... What night does this season air on? <laughs> We're doing the outro. Very professional. <laughs> 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 <laughs>